Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Teens Talking About Things podcast. I'm your host, Indigo Riley, and today my guest is... Just kidding. There's actually no guest. I'm just recording this by myself, and yeah, sorry if you're disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, it's just me and you today. Um, also knows me just talking to myself for half an hour. <laughs> you know, it's alright. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if it annoys you if it's just me talking to myself for half an hour. But that's what we're doing today. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's awkward. So today we'll be, I will be reading stories that I wrote when I was a little kid. Because when I was a little kid, I used to love to write stories. And I had a m- bunch of them. And I stored them all in this hard drive. And there are, how many are there in total? Ah, many. I don't, I can't count them all right now, but um, many. <laughs> And, uh, you know, with little kids writing, it's interesting. You know, it's extremely creative. Um, But grammar is not that good. Continuity, also not that good. Introduction of characters and events and, you know, stuff just doesn't really make sense. Uh, Characters come, they go, no reason why they came. No introduction of who they are, where they're coming from, where they're going. (laughs) But I thought it would be funny if we read some of my stories I wrote when I was a little kid. And, uh, um, if you want to hear more of this, um, I would say leave a review, but Apple Podcasts, um, I'm, it's not, my podcast isn't on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts at this moment that I'm recording this, um, which is Saturday, 8 o'clock, um, November 28th, 2020. It is not on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is not taking it. <laughs> kind of rude but they're not and so i can't i don't have the review function on spotify so you can email me at teens talking about things at gmail.com that's teens talking about things the title of this podcast at gmail.com so you can email me their input email me your input there until apple podcasts take my podcast if they're planning on doing so ever okay <laughs> let's get into it all right the first story we're going to be reading today is called the furry frisbee this should be good. <clears throat> so I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to read it in full, and then we're going to go back and break it down and talk about it. <laughs> okay. Mom, look at this frisbee, Ollie McFay called. He had never, he had bought a new frisbee for his Chewini, Rue, but never noticed how hairy it was. <laughs> Impossible, Miss McFay cried. No, look, Ollie held up the frisbee. Why, you're right, Ollie. What happened? We better tell Petco about this, Miss McFay exclaimed. Do we have to? I want to bring it to H, show and tell. No, this frisbee is not something Rue would chase. It's a waste of money, Miss McFay said. And besides, frisbee starts with an F. It wouldn't be right. But this isn't any frisbee, Mom. It's Harry. And Harry starts with H, doesn't it? Ollie said. Oh, Holly. Oh, Ollie. Oh, Ollie, you're right. But no H isn't anytime soon. You're still on A. What did you bring for A, show and tell? Miss McFay said. My stuffed alligator, Chomp. Remember giving him to me from that alligator farm gift shop? Ollie said. For B, it'll be Bo, the teddy bear. Why not bring Haley for H instead of a hairy frisbee? McFay asked. Violet's old Siamese? Ollie asked. Rue was getting restless, who still didn't get her promised game of fetch. Well, before you bring it back, let's see if Rue will chase it, Ollie said, throwing the frisbee. Rue chased it, but didn't put it in her mouth. 
See, Miss McFay said, we must return it. It's a waste of money. Not really. Rue still gets the workout, which is kind of the point, Ollie said. Don't get sassy, Miss McFay snapped. We'll keep it, but something must be done. We'll have to tell Petco about this. It could ruin their business. <laughs> okay, let's go, Ollie said, even though one hairy frisbee was probably just a little mistake. So they left, forgetting about poor Rue's promised game of fetch. At Petco, the clerk looked at the frisbee and gasped. <gasps> Why is this thing hairy? We must go see the manager. <laughs> she cried, taking the frisbee and hurrying to another clerk. Joseph, make sure there are no other hairy frisbees, she yelled to the manager. Joseph, the manager, ran off. The manager looked at the frisbee and fainted. Okay, <laughs> just fainted. After ten minutes, she woke up and cried, It'll ruin our business! Oh wait, no, Joseph wasn't the manager. Joseph, before he wasn't the manager, he was the clerk. Okay, sorry about that. The manager looked at the frisbee and fainted. After 10 minutes, she woke up and cried. It'll ruin our business. It's hideous and hairy and horrible and people will get mad and... Oh, just terrible things will happen. We must address the factory, the clerk said. Yes, yes, the factory must know. I hope so, the manager said. So they called the Frisbee factory. Ollie still didn't think a little mistake could shut down Petco. Owner of the factory looked at the Frisbee and cried. What happened? How did my worker even make it like this? It'll ruin the business. My supervisor didn't tell me. Everything ruins businesses, Ollie thought. Don't they care that Rue doesn't get her promised game of fetch? We must bring it to the principal. <laughs> the factory owner yelped. I didn't know that principal was a fancy term for the boss of a factory owner, Ollie thought. But it wasn't. The frisbee owner the frisbee factory owner brought the frisbee to Mr. Elm, the principal of Ollie's school. Why are you bringing us to school? he cried. Well, Mr. Elm might know it's wrong. He's quite smart the factory owner said but mr elm took a look at the frisbee and shook his head one of your workers messed up one of the supervisors messed up your factory messed up this is probably just a prank or a simple non-threatening mistake ollie thought but it's not april fool's day ollie cried rue needs her promised game of fetch but then he smiled april fools it is april's april fool's day and i just made it look hairy it's just dad's old wig he yelled taking the wig off the frisbee everyone laughed and laughed and couldn't stop laughing no wonder your father couldn't find his wig this morning miss mcfay laughed nice joke the factory owner said the end <laughs> and then i have okay this is actually part of the the story it goes on it has like a frequently asked question section where i typed out questions that you might have about the story and i answered them <laughs> maybe if your story is so many plot holes that you have to make a frequently asked questions for the end of it that's just a hint that maybe it isn't good but anyway let's look at the frequently asked questions why does dad need a wig he's an actor a bald actor everyone agreed that dad needed hair for most roles and he should get some I guess I didn't know that a wig was like a, a toupee is, you know, like a good, is it would be a better name for that than dad's wig, but it's fine. Why is Ollie confused about the frisbee if it's his joke? Ollie knew it was his joke all along, and he was pretending that he was confused. With an actor as a dad, you're pretty good at that. But he was actually a little confused about all the manager's behavior. What did the factory owner know about Mr. Elm? The factory was right outside Mr. Elm's town, and one day, Mr. Elm was going to New Pet City. Okay. Oh, it's a city called New Pet City. 
Everyone, nearly everyone's got some sort of pet, and Mr. Elm had a bearded dragon, John. Mr. Elm always went to New Pet City to get crickets for John to eat, and also the factory owner had just gotten a guinea pig from New Pet City the day before, and now she realized the guinea pig couldn't just run free, it was annoying and dangerous. Already the little pig had escaped and only got himself run over by a truck. The first story that we'll be reading today is called 100 Pets. I'm going to take a wild guess and bet that there is nothing about 100 pets in it because often I would start off with what I wanted to write about, a concept in my head, and then I would start writing it and I would stop writing before I got to the part where the title for the concept for the title came in. That makes any sense. Basically, the titles didn't match what I wrote about. (laughs) Okay. James was called many names. He was called Theo, Timothy, and Eli a whole bunch of times. James couldn't figure out why he was called all those names. And he was also called goofy names like Gummy Bear, Red Eye, and Zombie Striker. James's twin, Jennifer, was sometimes called Jen, but that was about it. James' catfish had passed away two years ago, and Jennifer's gerbil got sick and died on the 18th just last month. The McCarthys didn't get any pets ever since. So I guess that's their last name, the McCarthy. One day, James suggested something to his parents. You know, I was thinking of getting two pets, one for me, one for Jen. After 10 minutes or so, Mom said, Well, alright, Timothy. Your father and I would like our own pets, too. So right then, they went to the pet shop. Jennifer and James ran inside. Jennifer immediately fell in love with the gerbil that looked just like her old one. His name was Corey, but James chose his pet carefully. He looked at a couple catfish in a tank, but he had, over- he had outgrown his love for catfish. He had learned that catfish were better to eat. So James took a peek at a golden hamster taking a spin on his wheel. Her name, her, his, her name was Spice, and she had three babies. Their names were Sugar, Pam, and Princess. James thought that they were nice, so he adopted them. At home, James placed the cage on a little table in his room. Spice was dozing. Sugar, Pam, and Princess were turning five weeks old in two days. Five weeks was an adult for a hamster, so the babies were acting like adults. Pam was running on the wheel, Sugar was nibbling at a sunflower seed, and Princess was washing herself. Jennifer plopped her gerbil's cage next to James's hamster's cage. Look at Cory, isn't he cute? Jennifer exclaimed. Corey was running with all his might on his wheel. James didn't hear. Annoyed, Jennifer said, Red Eye, look at Corey. James took a look at Corey. He was doing his business. Okay. No, we've gone there. Oh, no. He's pottying, James said. So, you potty too. Look at your hamster. Sugar is pottying too. And so is Princess. Okay, we went there. Moving on. James grunted. Spice woke up. Pam hopped off the wheel and fell asleep. You really think that nocturnal hamsters are interesting? They're doing interesting stuff while you're asleep, Jennifer said. You can't really doctor a gerbil. Gerbils get sick one day, next day they're dead. You really want that, James said. Well, I'm keeping my gerbil healthy, zombie striker. Corey won't be like Ellison. I guess that's her last gerbil. And besides, Gummy Bear, I know best. I'm older by a whole half an hour. 
James really didn't like when Jennifer pointed out that she was older than him. And there was nothing she could say about it. And, and there was nothing he could say about it either. She was older, and half an hour was a pretty long time. He always said so while he waited. Let's go check out Mom and Dad's pets, James said. So James and Jennifer went into the kitchen. Mom was there fixing dinner. Why, hello, Jen. Hello, Eli. What brings you here? James couldn't believe that even his parents called him different names. He was fine with it. It was just super weird. <laughs> What's your pet? Jennifer asked. That goldfish. Her name is Goldie. I wanted a simpler pet. A little fish is enough to satisfy me. Mom said. <laughs> One hand pointing to a fish bowl on the table, the other shuffling the iron skillet around. Goldie swam in circles. She looks really bored, Jennifer pointed out. Don't even think about throwing her in the lake, Jennifer Carol Ho. Mom said. Okay. Mom's old gold... Wait. Okay, wait. Oh, we'll talk about it after. Okay, let's just read it fully. Mom's old goldfish, Bubbles, looked bored to Jennifer, so she threw him into the lake for a short vacation. She got the idea from a book, but in that book, the fish didn't come back. But Jennifer thought that Bubbles was tame and smart enough to come back. Mom was super duper mad and grounded Jennifer for a whole two weeks. That's 14 whole days without the TV. The children went over to Dad, who was looking for World War II on his movie shelf. Hey kids, have you seen World War II? I want to watch it. My class is doing a report on wars, so I wanted to show them a little about one. Dad said. He taught the seventh grade. No, I haven't seen your I no, I haven't seen your movie. But what pet did you pick out? James asked. Oh, I got a cat. She's on my bed. Her name is Crispin, Dad said. James and Jennifer looked at the bed. A grayish cat with some white was on the bed. She was very fluffy and asleep. Wow, Jennifer said. Isn't she pretty? Dad asked, not even looking at his cat. How old is she? James asked. Seven years, Dad said. Oh, I stopped reading. I stopped writing. Okay, I feel like, <laughs> you know, that, that's enough for that one. Because I stopped writing it. I just, that's how I rolled back then. I would start one, write it for a few minutes, and then move on to a different one. Alright, so basically James has called a bunch of random names for some reason. His own mother didn't didn't call him by the name that she gave him her um, jennifer his twin sister calls him a different name every sentence and they went to get pets from the pet store and they got gerbils they got gerbil and hamsters and uh, then they get in a little fight about who's more interesting and the 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 the, (laughs) all of the gerbil and two of the hamsters are pottying okay first off why did you use the word pottying two why did you make that happen three why just why are they all doing it at the same time i have many questions (laughs) and uh, okay i don't know that happened that was kind of (laughs) weird and that you're that you're you're gonna find that's an overarching theme just just reading it and being like okay it's kind of weird and then they walk into the kitchen to see mom and dad's pets because I guess they didn't see those when they were leaving the pet store. They didn't notice that dad just got a full-on cat from the pet store. <laughs> but <laughs> so they walk in. Mom's fixing dinner. And she goes, why, hello, Jen. Hello, Eli. What brings you here? Like, she's so surprised. Her, your kid's walking in the kitchen and she's just like, hello, Jennifer, hello, Eli, even though your name is Jane. James, what brings you here? (laughs) 
imagine every time you walked into the kitchen, your mom or dad or whoever was in there just greeted you like that. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, turns out mom got a goldfish named Goldie that's super original. And uh, um, she said, don't even think about throwing her into the lake after Jennifer said she was bored. And then she calls her Jennifer Carol Ho. I think that her last name <laughs> was a Ho. But earlier, it said that their last name was McCarthy. I have no explanation for this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I forgot what, that I'd already said that their name was McCarthy. So I was like, ah, their last name's Ho now. <laughs> uh, and mom said that because Jennifer had thrown her old goldfish, Bubbles, into the lake because he looked bored because bubbles needed a vacation and you're asking why did she do that because she got the idea from a book and you know why jennifer got the idea to throw her fish into the lake for a short vacation from a book it's because i got the idea from a book i was reading amelia bedelia or just grace or something and uh, they had a storyline where the girl threw her fish into the lake for vacation and so I used that, but I credited the book in my writing. If that makes any sense. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so mom got so mad. She got, she was furious. She grounded Jennifer for two weeks. Your little kid's like, hey, mommy, um, I, get, I put bubbles in the lake for a vacation. And then you, you just ground them for two weeks because you're so furious. <laughs> Poor mom. I guess she really loved Bubbles. You know, she was gonna miss well, Bubbles. <laughs> and so then they talked to Dad. He got a cat named Crispin, and then that's a wrap. The story just abruptly ends. Hey, that wasn't that bad. You know, it had it was it was interesting. It was, you know, I liked it. <laughs> that was yeah yeah yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's a bit, bit weird, but it's all right. I have some other ones that are, most of them, I, I looked at them and I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. This is funny. Like, this will be a good one to read. But then I read it through and I'm like, this makes no sense. Just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make enough sense to read it. Because then you're just sitting here listening to nonsense. And if you want more episodes like this, or if you don't want more episodes like this, or whatever you want episodes to be like, or... If maybe you want to hear the really weird ones that make no sense, or even the good ones that are like 20 pages long, <laughs> you, that's what you can email me for that. At teens talking about things at gmail.com. I already said that twice. Okay. Next story. It's called Caitlin. Yes. Okay. This one's really short. Once upon a time, there was a lovely maiden named Caitlin. Caitlin had lovely, flowing, curly brown hair. She had lovely, velvety, piercing orange eyes. She had a friend that was an elf named Erwin. Erwin hated dancing and being happy, so he was always dressed in long black robes and a frown. He hated his sparkly blue eyes, which looked happy. Caitlin was all alone in a big, dust-gathering, ivy-filled tower. Erwin lived in a dark cave, and everything was gloomy and unhappy. Just how he liked it. Every day, Caitlin sang like Snow White. Her song, her voice, her whole little dolly package. But she wasn't as stupid as Snow White letting old peddlers into the house and taking wishing apples from them. That's in quotes. 
Who would do something so stupid? Anyway, one day Caitlin was singing gloomily while Irwin was listening happily. He really liked Caitlin's gloomy songs. Then suddenly there was a loud noise. It was a bear tearing down the castle. Caitlin screamed and grabbed Irwin, who yelled, I want my gloomy cave. This is somewhat exciting. I don't like exciting. I like boring gloominess. The bear climbed into the castle through the window. Help, Caitlin cried. An ugly troll in Bulgaria heard her cry. <laughs> he raced on his slug, whoop, it's the name of slug, to the castle. But it was too late by the time he got there. 38 years later, Whoop had died a long time ago because he had fallen into an ant pile. So the troll had to get 48 new slugs to make it to the castle. They had died one by one on the 38-year-long trip. Caitlin was also dead. The bear had eaten her alive. And Erwin would have died anyway, but the bear had just squeezed his blood out like ketchup onto Caitlin that made her tastier. Like a, he just used Erwin's blood as a condiment on top of Caitlin <laughs> to eat her. The bear was now living in Caitlin's tower's rooms. Then the bear awoke and ate the troll alive. The end. P.S. The troll slug just managed to escape. So in case you're worried about the tr- the, the troll's, what is it, 48th slug? The tr- he survived. Okay, no worries about that. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> So beautiful maiden with lovely, velvety, piercing, orange eyes. So many. I, why were her eyes orange? How are eyes velvety? Um, and why are they lovely if they're orange? I don't know. Maybe, did I mean hazel? No, I'm pretty sure I meant orange. And I don't know how that works out. Uh, basically, she's friend with this, this really gloomy, gothic elf. Um, he hated his sparkly blue eyes, which always looks so happy. Ugh, we don't like happy here. And so then a bear, just I guess it was an enormous bear, just came and started tearing down the castle. And then uh, uh, an ugly troll in Bulgaria, that's kind of random, just a random country in Bulgaria, heard her cry. He, yeah, he has slugs that he rides. He rode them to the castle. Uh, but it took him 38 years because he was riding slugs all the way to wherever Caitlin lived from Bulgaria. And Whoop fell into an ant pile. He was the original slug. So he had to get 48 new slugs, and then the bear ate him. It's once he got there 38 years later. Alright, and the next story is... <laughs> it's called... California sea lion clans. So I guess it's about a clan of California sea lions. And uh, <laughs> this one's kind of weird. But all right. <laughs> it was a normal, regular old day in Coral Clan, swimming around, celebrating life and the death of he who so deadly his name cannot be spoken. <laughs> Wonder where I got that from. <laughs> He is a shark that killed many, including all of my fam- family members, except for my mother and grandfather. My father is part of the army against he who so deadly his name cannot be spoken. And once the army was defeated in battle, the evil shark came into camp. He went for me and my brother, but my brave father rushed up with his remaining life and with the help of Captain Shaw, defeated he who was so deadly his name cannot be spoken. 
but my brave father died in the war. Now that the shark is dead, we can say his name. He wasn't so big if he was defeated after if he was de- he wasn't so big if he was defeating army after army of California sea lions, and is suddenly defeated. And if he was suddenly defeated by two battle weary sea lions, was he? His real name was Hitler. Isn't that about the most random name ever for an evil shark, Hitler? My name is Brandon, which is also random for a California sea lion. But everyone in the sea is human names. I have a brother, Corey, but he got captured and brought to the human army long ago, before I was born, and then when I was just bored, was when he got taken away. And guess what? Perry, our spy sea lion, has been swimming great distances, looking for our battle buddies and making sure they're alive. The leader of Coral Clan, Macy, said that if you get captured for battle, Perry cannot ask you to come back. You have to ask straight up, but nobody knows that except me. Macy is my granny and the only other family member who survived the Hitler attacks, as we call it. Every fight and invasion has a name, like on the surface, as humans say, the D-Day invasion or the Pearl Harbor attack, I think. Me and Perry don't really know each other well. However, he's my mother's brother, also known as my uncle. Could just put uncle. They used to fight a lot, but saved each other's lives tons of times in the war and helped them with the Hitler attacks. I don't have a best friend. I kind of like every single pup in Coral Clan. Why am I not close with my uncle? I don't exactly know him. So one day, me and one of my friends, Benjamin, were discussing the Hitler attacks and all about Hitler during discussing time in class when Karen came over. Oh no. Brandon, are you and Benjamin talking about he whose name I just cannot say again? Don't say his name. Now while I'm discussing our father's bravery, Bailey will happily talk about my father's bravery and your father's foolishness, she said. Our fathers are both brave. Captain Shaw was foolish to join my father. He would have died either way, since all Captain Shaw did was just maybe deliver a few light, cautious punches to the right eye before Hitler threw him off and ate him. <laughs> Captain Shaw just stood there, all of all things reflected in his eyes, but it soon turned to terror as the monster ate him up like a tuna fish, I said. I realized after Benjamin nudged me that I had made an elegant speech. I hated drawing attention to myself and making elegant speeches, even if it is just my friends, Karen and Bailey. While my father is being eaten, your father smashed the gills out of the shark, killing it. So I guess both our fathers helped by the price of dear life. However, they're satisfied in the heavens because of their surviving families. Now let's talk about angelfish instead of our fathers. <laughs> I saw them swim by as our fathers were killed, the sign that they went to the heavens. But when hit, hit, Hitler, she flinched slightly. A black shellfish appeared. He went to the underworld, says he wasn't kind. Now, Bailey, let's discuss the weirdo Reef Clan. <laughs> Karen said, jabbering away with Bailey about our fellow Reef Clan. I don't understand why Karen can't just say Hitler. I don't get any of this. It's just a stupid shark and he's dead. We killed him, Benjamin said. I know it's foolish, I said. And that's all I wrote for that, and that's probably for the best. That did make a whole lot of sense. But basically... There's the Coral Clan. They're a clan of sea lions. Uh, there was a shark who terrorized them, called Hitler, or he who so deadly his name cannot be spoken. Which, geez, wonder where I got that idea from. Hmm. Sounds kind of familiar, like, you know the thing where the bad guy is so evil, you can't say his name? I don't know. Might have gotten it from somewhere, I'm not sure, though. And, um, so, Ben, his name Benjamin, right? No, Brandon. Did I switch his name to Benjamin? No, I didn't.
No, okay, no. He had a friend named Benjamin. Okay, good. I was about to say. <laughs> but his name, our main man, C-Line, Brandon, he, his dad was killed by Hitler. And he has a friend named Karen. And Karen's dad was Captain Shaw. And Captain Shaw fought with um, Brandon's dad against Hitler and killed him. Um, and Perry is a spy. I didn't really get that part with Perry, where it said the leader of Coral Clan said that if you get captured for battle, Perry cannot ask you to come back. I don't really know what that means, but you know, it's all right. You don't have to know what everything means. <laughs> and so basically, uh, Brent Brandon fights with Karen about saying the name of of it, and <laughs> I guess I guess. Bran didn't like watch the whole battle in detail because he definitely describes it very in very every detail every detail of it he, he says captain shaw just stood there awe of all things reflected in his eyes but it soon turned to terror as the monster ate him up like a tuna fish how do you know that <laughs> were you there just watching it extremely closely i mean i don't think you were brandon brandon so that's a little whack. <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. But uh, we're about out of time for today. And that's probably for the best. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, it's okay. It's I'm sorry. If you made it to the end of the episode, thank you for listening so much. Because it was... It was, was kind of a mess. <laughs> you know. Um, but I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy it. In which case... Um, yeah okay why are the endings of my episodes always so awkward i can't just say bye and stop it so this time i will okay bye (laughs) thanks for listening again bye